Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to Seek to Teach Radio. Thank you for taking the opportunity to share with us. Feel free to weigh in on the discussion by calling 646-595-4499. Now, here are your hosts, Ministers Robert Hale and Daheem Wells. Beloved, thanks for tuning back in to Seek to Teach to our podcast. Um, as you know, as you may or may not have heard, this is a follow-up to the Seek to Teach um, TV episode that I did on yesterday, and it was basically titled An Argument for, jo- for Job or How to Argue Your Way Out of a Job Situation. So um, I've definitely gotten some good feedback from that. It was a uh, different approach, I would say, in terms of the way I was studying the book of Job, but not to rehash the whole thing because the video is there. It's a 10-minute video. I would recommend you go and check it out at youtube.com slash seek2teach. That video is there. Um, and it's it just gives it gives some insight. I'm not just flying off the cuff, but I actually studied it for a while to kind of determine what it is that we're missing or what it is that um, Job, not only what what he was going through as far as the the physical thing, the torment, and dealing with his family, not only are we dealing with that, but also we're looking at his friends and how they dealt with him, his conversations. We're looking at the thought process of Job. So you may ask, well, why, you know, why focus on Job or any other character in the Bible? Well, through the canon of Scripture, it's not just written as like a history story just for you to read. So it's not like something that you may have read about George Washington when he was before President George Washington, but General George Washington, and the things that he did in the Revolutionary War. It actually comes down to things that we can apply to our lives, to our daily living. And um, I'm not sure if the code is jumping on today or not. Um, if he is, we might have a lengthier discussion, but if not, we're not going to prolong things. So um, I, I I know that um, when Job, when we got hit with all the calamities, okay, Satan is saying that he was, walking to and fro, you know, observing, just seeing what's going on on the earth, just as he does today. Um, God actually asked him, have you considered my servant Job and how upright he is? And, um, you know, he's, he's not evil. He's a he's an upstanding person. He's someone who um, I'm proud of. Have you considered him? Have you taken a look at, look at him? And Satan throws it off to God and says, well, yeah, he's all these things because he has all these things. He's not tempted, you know. If you were to, um, if, if if you were to take some, take the hedge away, take your protection from around him, then he's gonna pretty much do like anyone else and disappoint you like anyone else. So he was actually permitted to attack him to a point. Um, I, I've heard the term like within the inch of your life when someone say you know they were beaten within an inch of their life. Well, he was able to attack, um, do these major attacks. 
um, first attacking his body, then actually um, his his wealth, his livestock, his land. These are things that that were extremely important when measuring wealth during these times. And then even um, allowing him to kill his children. And um, that's the tough thing to do, to deal with with anyone of us who have children. The last thing you ever want to do is for a parent to bury their child. And Job was dealing with this in a situation whereas it didn't seem like there was anyone for him. It seemed like everyone was against him, from his wife to even his friends. And um, they were trying to place blame as to what was going on and what Joe's dilemma was. And this is what I talk about, talking ourselves or arguing ourselves out of a Job situation. You know, Job had these long, drawn-out, self-righteous rants as well. And he thought he was saying it from a place of, well, this is how the Lord operates. This is what God does. This is why and that is why. But he admitted in um, chapter 9, verse 33, that if I only had a day's been betwixt us. So that's King James. I, I like ESV because he said if I, if I only had an arbiter that pretty much laid hands on both of us. And um, I, that's what I talked about in, on the YouTube show, the arbiter, that, the one that can relate to Job, touch Job even in his sinful state, and take that conversation and relate to God and touch God because God is holy and in a perfect state. So that's what we went through. It was, it was very exciting. and it was, I mean, it's important to have that arbiter. So Job didn't have what who we would call Jesus Christ. That's who Jesus became, became for us because we're able to pray to the Father at any time. And although we're not perfect and we may be in sin, he says, you know, ask it in my name. And um, I'm not, like, crossing hairs here or anything, but asking it in Jesus' name is a big deal. That in the name of Jesus, in the name of Christ, in the name of your son, Jesus, ending a prayer like that, sometimes in, in, in Hollywood or in sports or even in some circles, you know, you'll get away and uh, you'll, you'll see someone slide in in your name. Instead of in the name, you know, no, something specific and powerful about the name of Jesus specifically that enables us to, um, you know, that veil that was torn enables, enables us to enter into the presence of God. That invitation is there because God can look at us in our state, in our foul state, and he can see Jesus and he sees the blood of Jesus. So he recognizes us. Um, sin is something that makes you unrecognizable. It's something that makes you look almost grotesque to God because you're not in the form of what he created you to be or for us, you know, what he saved us to be, that, that salvation. It's a completely different, completely different look there. So unlike Job, who didn't have an officer who could just go by what he knew, we know that when we get into a situation, we can rely on the name of Jesus, even if we don't know all the scripture, even if we don't know, um, if, if, if we're not people who can focus and pray for an hour at a time, and you know, you might not know the right things to say, 
we have an aspect that Job didn't have, and that's faith. Because Job's faith was based on his previous experience and speculation. Our faith, on the other hand, is based on Christ's previous experience and ascension and his position with where he is with God. So if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he did, you know, die for our sins, that he ascended, that he's on the right hand of God, we know that we have an advocate there with us speaking on our, uh, with God, I'm sorry, speaking on our behalf. We know we have that. And in addition, I mean, that by no means gives us the license to sin. Um, actually, there's grace in our lives that prevents us from having to sin, you know, that, that, that helps us manage things about, and that's the person of the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about the Holy Trinity, we have all three. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all working for us because of the state that we're currently in. So um, that's, that's, that's definitely a, 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 beautiful, a beautiful thought, a wonderful thought, that um, if we ask God something and we're asking it according to his will, because maybe God may not, we could be in a situation that God doesn't want us to get out of, you know, we could be at a job that we hate, things that are being done. I was at, I was at a job once. I worked for a company. I won't name the company. Been years since I worked for them. Some of you may know, but I worked for a company, and in this particular center, all of a sudden, when we had a change in senior management, they decided they didn't they didn't want any books out on the desks that the employees used that were working anywhere from eight to ten hours a day or eight to twelve without with overtime. So they didn't want anything out on the desk, and a lot of us used. Scriptures. A lot of us would have scriptures set out, and that was just something that we no longer could do. And um, actually what happened with that is the atmosphere started to shift tremendously, and, you know, you have that, what is it, fight or flight. And as a Christian, I wanted to leave immediately. I wanted to get out of there. Once I started seeing things change, I prayed about it. I went to an elder and asked him to pray for me and to lay hands on me. And he said, no, that's not what I hear God saying, that he's telling you that you need to find another job. And that's not what I heard God say in my own personal prayer either. So what I actually did um, at at that point, what I actually did was um, I I stayed put. I stayed where I was. You know, I depended on my knowledge of um, my knowledge of the word of God and his order because there is authority there. So even though I didn't accept what the authority had done, I, I believe it did something wrong. I was supposed to stay there. But I, I got that answer somehow, and it through, you know, the person of, of Jesus Christ. So I, I didn't get the answer that I wanted. I'm praying for another job. So, of course, God wants us to enjoy life and have better jobs and have better health and, you know, have a better disposition and have our souls prosper. That's what God desires for us. He desires to give us an expected end, as he says in Jeremiah. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil. You know, these are the thoughts he has. So I, I don't want you to have to be in this particular situation but according to my will, whether you put yourself there or not, according to my will, is something that you may have to go through. So 
the argument, the Job argument, how it helps you while you're going through, because I'm not going to tell you it's all going to be bubbles and roses, and, you know, you pray a specific prayer, and, and the peace is just there. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that you do have access to the people understanding, and that's how do you get access to that? That's by leaning and depending on God. That's, that's depending on God through the storm, depending that he'll do what he said he could do and that he's able to do these things. So we, we have that dependence on God, and that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, it, it's that faith. And like I said, that was something that Job didn't have an opportunity to tap into because Job didn't have Jesus Christ. That was, you know, in the Old Testament. They, they didn't have Christ. And even in the New Testament, you know, dealing with the gospel, they had Christ walking with them so they could believe things and they could see things. But even um, the believers that were around, they didn't have Christ to know that they could persevere and know about the level of peace they had have in a situation. In fact, it's, it's, it's funny. In terms of speaking of um, faith, in James chapter 1, when um, God is talking about a double-minded man, well, first of all, he says that, you know, if any of you lack anything, let him ask of God, you know, um, who, let, let him ask of God that gives to all men willing, willingly and upraised not. He doesn't take it back. He said, but let him ask in faith with nothing wavering. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But not that man think that he'll receive anything of God. So it's not saying that that man won't receive anything of God, but don't let him think that. He can't have that faith and that confidence that he'll receive it because he didn't believe it when he asked for it in the first place. So that's just very important that we're doing what, what people say often, standing on the word of God, but it's actually more than just standing on the word of God, you're you're standing on that instinct, on that belief that God is going to do the best for you in the situation. You're going to say, I actually believe that, um, like they say in Romans, I believe Romans 28, I could be wrong, I don't have my Bible in front of me, but it says that all things work together for the good, for those who love God, to them who are the call according to their purpose. So as long as you love God and as long as your actions are displaying that you love God, because any of us can admit that there are days that we do things and our actions do not display the love of God, unfortunately. Um, you do have those situations, but we're being transformed. And, you know, if we'll commit to have a seat, listen to Jesus, sit at the table, um, reason, Reason with God, you know, if try to find out why you're in a situation. If you if you don't know why, try to find out what it is you should do in that situation. And and in the and regardless of the answer that you get or the solution, whether it's turned around right away or it takes some time, what you can rest in the fact then is that Jesus is working on your behalf. God hears you, so He has you. He has you cradled in His loving arms. No one can snatch you out regardless of what it looks like, how bad it is. You don't have to be in that same place that Job was in where he's just going through everything and, and, and even his wife is telling him, look, just curse God and die. Just give up. It, you know, give up on God and then give up on life because none of this works. You know, we don't get to those points. We don't get to that in a, um, in a situation when we're going through. So that's, um, that, that's definitely 
what we mean when, when Job says, if only there were an arbiter, and there we have it. We have someone who can sit down at the table with us and, uh, you know, sit, have our father, Abba, sitting at the cross of the table, and he can completely interpret what it is that we're saying, what it is that we need, and he can justify why he's going to do this thing, why his, why God's perfect will should still be performed in our lives, because he is our advocate, that Jesus Christ. So in the format, of course, you know we have the, the model prayer. We know that Jesus talks about asking in his name. But what we want to do when we go to the Father, we want to ask what God intends for us because it's easy to say, God, get me out of the situation and just let it go. But um, our prayers aren't always about us. We did spend some time on prayer. So, of course, you can go back and listen to the podcast from last week. That's something that um, will be kind of a little fresher there as well for you. But at any rate, I thank you all who tuned in. We'll usually go a little longer, but I thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I truly hope you got something out of it. I'm going to say a brief prayer with you. Father, I give you glory and honor. I thank you for another opportunity to just share with your people. Father, we're asking that your people who are hurting, who are going through things, who are missing loved ones, who have financial issues, who have anything that um, we shouldn't even be seeking after, those things that distract us from living the life that you put before us. I pray for peace for all of my brothers and sisters, anyone under the sound of my voice, Father. I pray that changes will be made in their lives, Father. I pray that they'll be able to understand that they could bring things to you and leave it there because you love us. Father, you are in love with us. You're crazy about us. And you want nothing but to see us um, in a in a happy and prosperous state from a spiritual perspective. That's what you desire. However, there are some things that we have to go through before we get there, God. So let us not fight you. Let us not bust against your will. But let us understand what it is that your son did for us, for our sins, so that we do have access to your throne at any time. We love you, God. I honor you, and I pray all these things in Jesus' name. And again, to my listeners, remember, as long as you seek, the Holy Spirit will teach. I'll see you next week with Seek to Teach TV, and then we'll follow up with the podcast again. God bless.